This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today we are going to be talking about informational interviews. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what the heck it is. We're going to talk about why you should be doing them, and we're going to talk about how to get started. This has been so beneficial in my personal and professional career that I'm really excited to talk about this topic. So let's go ahead and dive in. First off, an informational interview is kind of what it sounds like. You are doing an interview and trying to gather information. This is really focused in the career space, typically. So for an example, you may be interested in becoming a mechanical engineer. You may be interested in becoming a graphic design artist and owning your own business. You may be interested in something completely different, and all of those are great. You also may be interested in all three, right? Like, that's awesome. So what you would do in this situation is you would interview people in those fields about their experience. You want to talk about their job, what do they do on the day-to-day basis, You want to understand their journey to get there. So that's kind of what an informational interview is, is you're literally just interviewing somebody about their experience. So the next part of this is why you should do it. And you should do this because it helps you figure out what you like and maybe won't like about that position. Now, I will say that with any informational interview, you're going to get diverse opinions. So for example, if you do interview one mechanical engineer who loves their job, you're going to be like, wow, they love their job. And that energy is probably going to seep out into you and going to make you really excited about that position. On the flip side, you could talk to a mechanical engineer who hates their job and is like, this sucks. I would never choose this again, but I'm in it and I'm doing it and it's fine and whatever. You know, that's going to also give you a certain lens. So regardless of who you talk to, you might talk with the person who loves it, who the person who is not vibing with that job. You got to take everything with a grain of salt. So that's, you should do this though, because it helps you really understand the skills that you need, the the day-to-day of what it looks like. Uh, you want to understand how they got there and their journey. And that will help you in your decision of whether or not you're interested in that type of role or position. You may say, oh, actually that doesn't sound interesting, but like working for that company sounds interesting, right? And so you may learn other things that you, that are unexpected from those informational interviews. So again, you gotta take it with a grain of salt, but I like to try to find people who do love their jobs because you wanna hopefully love your job too eventually one day. And, And that energy does, you know, feed off, which is really exciting and fun. Um, But hopefully they'll tell you some real insights as well to that position and some things that aren't as favorable or exciting about their position because there are, you know, really great things uh, 
that are awesome and people love about their jobs. And then there are some things that they hate. And so you want to really dive into that. So that's why you should do an informational interview is because it will give you insight into the career or the field that you are interested in pursuing. And so how do you get started? Especially you may not know anybody in this field or in this space who is doing what you're doing. I know uh, most of you who are first generation in your family to go to college, you may not have a lot of access to these people who are doing, you know, these incredible things in the world. Um, and some of you may have a ton of access to all these people. Regardless, there are different ways that you can approach this. And all of you being in the college setting, using your college student status can help you actually do this well. So I've got some f- a few ways on how you can get started to find these types of people. The first one is just through your existing connections. If you do have people that you know, who maybe you have a friend of a friend who does this, that's a great way to get started. So ask your friend, you know, to see if their parents or their family member, whoever it is, would be willing to meet with you and talk about their job. It's kind of weird and scary to do it the first time, but once you do it the first time, and it's so much fun to do these types of interviews, you learn so much that it's so worth it. So just do it the first time, get it, it's awkward maybe the first time you ask, but again, just, just push, put yourself out there, get uncomfortable. That's why you listen to this podcast. So do an informational interview through your existing connections. The second way is through your professors. Your professors may know of people in the industry or people in the field that they're teaching in who may be willing to talk to you. So you can go up to your professors, go out during office hours and ask them, hey, I'm interested in working for Google. Do you know anybody who works there? Or I'm interested in sociology, but I don't really know anybody who works in that field. Can you connect me with somebody who does this job? You can always ask your professors and they may know somebody, especially if they teach in that field. The next one is LinkedIn. That can be a really great way to connect with uh, folks who are in industries that or like just in completely different spaces than you are. Um, LinkedIn is really important for you as a student to have and to update. So if you don't have one, now is the time to get one and, you know, get it as much updated as you can and then reach out to folks that way. Um, Another thing is to go to events on campus where there are speakers who will come in from all across the world sometimes, depending on what type of institution that you're at. And also there's just other events right in the world that you can go to. Try to go up to them at the end of that session and say, hey, I'm a college student and I'm really interested in your journey. Would you have some time to do an informational interview with me sometime? And then hopefully they would give you their card, tell you how to get in contact with them, and then you can follow up and set something up with them. Other things to consider when you're thinking about how to get started with informational interviews is that once you have that meeting set up, you want to have a list of, I would say, 10 questions that you want to ask them. So some examples that are kind of generic, but you know, you want to think about that field and and get a little bit deeper if you can. But I always would start with like, tell me about how did you get into this job that you're in today? What was your career path like? What are the skills that you need in this job? What does your day-to-day look like? What do you love about your job? What frustrates you about your job? So those are just some generic questions to get you started. And then again, follow your curiosity 
What are you genuinely curious and interested in learning about that profession, about that industry, about that specific job that person is in? You also want to do some research about their experiences, their, you know, their background, their, their, where they went to college. Any of that will be helpful for you to know during that interview. So do a little bit of research once you have that meeting set up. And then also, again, make sure that you have some questions prepared and you can always forget about them if the conversation goes really smoothly. But at least if you get nervous or if things start to feel awkward, you have that as a backup for you uh, to, to go in and make it really beneficial for you. And so you also don't waste their time as well. I'm going to give a couple examples of informational interviews that I did when I was in college and then also just post-college that really helped me figure out what I did and did not want to do. So the first one was around when I was working at the diner. So I worked for a 24-hour diner when I was in college. It was a really cool experience. I got to work from like 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. on Thursday nights. That was a really fun time. And, and I really loved it. I, I thought I did really well in that job. And my supervisors also felt the same and, and were interested in me joining the management team. And I just learned a lot more about what it's like to run a, a restaurant, what it's like to run a restaurant on campus, like looking at the ordering and the management piece, looking at how do they set up their schedules and <laughs> how do they hire just all of those interesting things were just yeah really interesting to me and so i asked uh the person that was running our uh, diner you know if they would sit down and talk with me for a few minutes and it was fairly informal like i didn't actually schedule it or anything like that i just asked if i could talk to them after a shift one day and I did because I was interested in hospitality at the time and running potentially like my own restaurant um, or business. And yeah, I got, got really excited and just asked her a bunch of questions and she knew me pretty well. And so I could be really honest and she was really honest with me too about where I was at and what I was looking for. And one of the things that were really challenging for her was that, you know, starting a family was really difficult because she was working weird hours if things kind of, if crap hit the fan, she was called in and that didn't happen all the time, but it did happen enough to where, you know, you're kind of always on call. And that just didn't really vibe for me very much. I knew in the, in the future I wanted a family and it just, there was something about it that just didn't feel right. So I knew that if I ran my own restaurant or something that I would need to have it in certain hours or on my own time, like really flexible and not within a confined space, like a restaurant that is open 24 hours. So that was really insightful for me. I learned a lot from that interview about what I liked and what I did. And she loved her job, but she was really honest about some of the challenges with it. And those are challenges that I just didn't want if I don't have to have them, right? Like Sometimes we have to have challenges. They just kind of come up. But this particular one, I just didn't want to choose. And so I didn't. The second interview that I did, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go into social work after my undergrad or if I wanted to do marriage and family therapy. So one of the reasons why I was debating between the two is because those programs are very different. And 
okay, maybe not very different, but they were in different locations. So social work I had access to at the place that I was currently living. And then marriage and family therapy, I would have to move to another city in order to pursue that degree. And so for me, it was a big deal to figure out which one I needed or wanted to do in order to do what I wanted. And at the time I thought I wanted to do couples and family therapy. So I interviewed somebody who was a marriage and family therapist and really just learned that in licensure, in therapy, you can do a lot with almost anything that you get licensed in, but you have to have extra specialties potentially. And so what I ended up doing was pursuing my social work degree tried to kind of emphasize couples and family therapy during my program. And then afterwards, my goal was to try and specialize in couples and family therapy without becoming an official marriage and family therapist. So they're just slightly slightly different titles. I'm sure there are people who will challenge me on that if, you know, you are one, a marriage and family therapist or, or a social worker. But for me, I found the route that I could take if I wanted to do couples and family therapy But I ended up talking to somebody who was a marriage and family therapist, and they just gave me insights, again, about the process of becoming a marriage and family therapist, both educationally and then to to get a license, which you have to do hours and take a test and then do extra things in order to become a licensed therapist in any field, uh, whatever you choose. So it was just, again, really helpful for me to get insight into that world And I was able to learn, oh, okay, I don't actually have to do marriage and family therapy to do what I want to do. I can still be, do therapy in a different way and get my degree locally. So uh, that was really helpful for me. And then I'll just share another quick one. During my PhD, I was really interested in doing a podcast and learning more about that piece. And in order to do that, I did not know any podcasters at the time. But I was working at a university, going to school at a university, and they had a podcast. So I asked a lot of people, hey, who does this podcast? Who does the campus podcast? And just asked around a ton and finally found somebody who knew that person. They got me connected to them. And then I sat down with them. I remember exactly where I was when I met this person. And I asked, you know, what equipment do they use? How did they get started? What are the things that are hard? What are the things that are easy? What do they like about it? What are the things I should consider if I'm trying to do this? And again, it really helped me see, actually, this is possible. And it's way easier than I thought. And they took me step by step on how to set it up. And it was so valuable to go through that experience. It gave me hope. It gave me, it helped me see that it was possible. And so then I was able to go and do that thing. So again, informational interviews can be incredibly helpful for you. And whether you are a freshman just getting started or whether you're a graduate student and you're trying to figure out, or you're trying to like make connections into an industry or field, informational interviews can help you get there. They can help you get to that next job. They can help you learn more about what's next, about different companies, different position titles, different organizations. And it just helps you also build your network. I highly, highly recommend that you do informational interviews, especially if somebody comes up that you're like, wow, they're doing something really interesting. Reach out to them. If I'm doing something that you find interesting, reach out to me. Let's practice. You can practice on me. We'll set up an informational interview and I will help you figure that out. You know, (laughs) 
I, I love helping students whenever they are exploring different fields and different interests. So if that if I, I have done something in my career path that you find really interesting or that you want to learn more about, reach out to me. I'm a great person to practice on for your first one, especially if you're really nervous. But people are really helpful in this space. People want to help you, especially you're a college student. And, I, and I've said this in another podcast before to use your college student status to your benefit. This is one way to do that. Go reach out, do an informational interview soon, try it out and learn more about the profession that you're interested in. That's it for today. Thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend and also make sure that you like it and that you also leave us a review. That always helps the podcast reach more students. And thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. I will catch you in the next one. Have an excellent week.